The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. Woo! I just stick it twisted! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Might Be Brews, Season 2, Episode 12, the podcast where we explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. My name is John. With me, as always, Mr. Steve. How you doing today? Special episode. Sure is. Woo! The man behind the board, my brother Taylor. How you doing? What up? I guess I'm going to give Jackie a shout out. She's here. How you doing from Relatable Radio? Hi. And this is a very, very special episode. Uh, we are recording in beautiful Skipback, Pennsylvania with our <laughs> guests from Brothers Kirshner Brewing, Kevin and Basil Kirshner. It's been a long time coming. We're very excited to finally have you. How you guys doing? Uh, excellent. How are you? Fantastic. Kevin, how you doing? Doing great. Couldn't awesome. be better. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Super pumped. Um, I think we got to just get started, man. Get cracking. Let's get cracking. Let's, uh, let's get a beer. We're actually not cracking any beers We're today. not cracking. We're tapping. We're tapping. We've I actually had tapped. a lot of fun. They let me go behind the beer and pour like off of the, uh, the tap handles. And I don't know. I guess... You never really get to do that. You look like uh, the the kids in Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, pretty just much. Kind of going back there, it was like, really exciting to just like look at the board and then figure out which tap handle it was and and pour them into the tasters. I got to tell you, there's a lot of training that goes in for staff to figure out which is which, and you nailed it right out of the gate. You know, I have a lot of visual experience. I've seen it done a hundred thousand times, but it was awesome to get back there and do it. Let's uh, let's pass a beer around, and I just want to. There's we know you guys. Well, I guess we'll start off with. Um, we graduated with you, Kevin. We've known you for a really long time, and um, it's really crazy that you own a brewery now. So we go way back. There's a lot of stuff that I don't know, that we don't know. We want to find out about what went into this, how you guys got started. So um, I guess I want to start with, let's go, I guess, way back. Okay. Who started brewing first? Uh, that would be me. Um, a few years back, we... Uh Got a little brew, souped up brew kit for my wife for Christmas, and uh, I basically stared at it for a year, because um, I was afraid it would be an obsession, and sure enough, it, it turned into an obsession. <laughs> so what kit did you have? Did you have the Mr. Beer? No, no, it was a Northern Brewer kit, kind of uh, okay. the, whole, the whole package deal. And uh, just each year after that, it just kind of grew, and um, here we are. What was the first brew? Uh, Belgian Exit, which is our Belgian pale ale that we have. Oh, nice. Um, so, like, the first beer that you brewed, you just, like, kept that recipe? Kept that recipe, uh, tweaked it here and there, um, but pretty much what is on tap today was the, the original recipe from way, way, way back. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's put these glasses up, guys. Cheers. 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 Thank you so much for having us tonight, guys. This is awesome. I forget which one. Which one are we sampling on yeah, here first? Uh, this is Summerande or Berliner Weiss. Mm. Uh, Summerande means summer's end, and um, that's just what it is—a nice little end of the summer kind of easy drinker. Three point seven percent. Oh, um, really easy drinking. That's yeah. really good. Oh yeah. Little tart up front, and then a nice kind of wheat ale in the end. I like that a lot. I think it's like refreshing, a little tart, like you were saying. Um, I could just see myself having this as like a go-to, just like 
easy easy drinking you could keep that in the uh in the in the garage fridge yes a couple of those yeah right after work special you know like just yeah this is really really good yeah. really tasty i like to refer to it as the sorbet of beers that we have Ooh. Yeah. so when your palate's nice and flattened out and all hopped up drink one of those and boom right back to right life. back to it nice all right so what made you decide to go pro and open a brewery guess i'll take that one um well, Baz had been brewing for a few years by the time that I linked up with you after college. And naturally, on the weekends, we were hanging out. He's always brewing. The beer started getting better. And uh, Campfire Stories turns into what if, turned into why not, turned into let's go. That was kind of the short of the very long journey. Sure. Was there a beer, like specifically, that you guys remembered having that you brewed and realized, like, we're really on to something here? I think probably uh, Hilltop was our our saison. Um, it, it, it's changed throughout the years, but originally that was the one where I kind of just started getting into saison farmhouse sales and whatnot, and that was the one that kind of really um, hit home for me as far as what I was into at the time. And um, pretty much anything we brewed around that kind of you know we tweaked it here and there and. and you know, it just kind of settled into place and went from there. It's got to be interesting to, like, really enjoy a style of beer and then to make it yourself and, and nail exactly what you were going for. Yeah, it's, it's great because it's, you know, you, you drink a lot and you, you experiment a lot and you, you try a lot of different things. And then you, in your mind, you know, you, you kind of formulate a recipe and what you want to go for. And uh, if it gets close to it, you know, it's it's a great thing. It's kind of like, you know, picture something in your head and drawing it. And then, you know, here it is. Right. So. Now, as you're talking, seeing something in your head, do you, you guys have a very diverse tap list, which I love. You got Kolsch, you got Lager, you got IPA, you got Porter, you got Saison. You don't have your 15 IPAs and seven stouts and one something else, which I love. Yeah, we... Um, Right in the beginning, we knew we wanted to have something for everyone. We wanted to have a, a very tap list. We wanted to have something that, you know, the newbie craft beer person might have a, a nice entry-level beer. Um, the, you know, experienced craft beer drinker might have something that they want to gravitate towards. So we kind of formulated the tap list based on that. We knew we, were, we wanted to have 10 to 12 taps, um, and we wanted to have literally 12 different beers, something for everyone, and just kind of kind of you know go from there i think it's interesting you know I, I think about east branch too i think is similar to you guys where there's not a whole lot of ipas and, and i think you guys and them both could be a place where a newbie a new craft beer drinker could come in have something that's very approachable and move their way down the list you know start with that kolsch go to the the mars in you know go to the farmhouse and then really get to having um you know, like getting a full experience and, and help get them into fully being a craft beer fan. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. And as far as the styles that we go for in Bass Selects, it's exactly for that. It's, you know, introducing you to a style as traditional in the truest form that it always was for hundreds and in some cases thousands of years. So right. it's, it's almost an educational platform, if you will. Would you guys say that you brew more to the style guideline than to flavor? How do you balance that between experimenting and, and staying true to the style? Yeah, we 
our, our we'll say our first six taps um we try to stay true to style um there were styles that we liked and it was you know we opened with five different beers we had a, a pale ale we had a, a saison a porter a belgian ale an ipa um and then we kind of in the beginning springboarded from each of those styles and kind of you know did a double version did a um you know a belgian strong ale version um but we try to, at least now, after being open you know, over a year, just do that, hit, hit the, the traditional styles. And, and that's what's most exciting for us is doing different styles and different traditional styles. Because there's still a lot that we haven't even tackled yet. So, you know, it, what, what gets me is um, brewing, you know, different, you know, with, with varied yeast, varied malt combos and, and that sort of thing. And all the different styles of beers that are out there. It's just a huge palette to work with. So, yeah, to answer your question, I think was uh, traditional, um, true-ish to style and uh, make it approachable as possible for everyone. So you guys talked a bit about, you know, deciding to go pro. But can you give us an idea and anybody who, you know, is somebody that wants to go pro, what, what really happened between the idea that you're going to do it and actually opening the doors? Well, I think kind of dividing and conquering was the most critical for us. So Basil obviously being the beer, myself more the business elements, if you will. Um, so as we made that decision, all right, we're, we're going to go for it. Out came, I think, first business plan 2012. And then from there, it was 100% Basil focusing on brewing as many beers um, as possible, just really honing in on his skills, which he did over the course of the year. And myself doing the scout work and, and leg work as far as the whole business part of things and how do you even begin to launch a brewery. So, you know, fortunately, we had each other to lean on, right? And sure. that was respect, which was good. It was huge. That's a good combo to have because in today's marketplace with beer, if your beer's not good, you're in trouble. Yep. And you're not going to last a year. You're, you're not going to last very long at all if the beer's not good. But on the same other side, if you don't have the business backing it up, you're going to run yourself right into the ground. I just want to pause for a second and appreciate the beer that we just drank. Because you're talking about good beers and the beer matters the most. And what was the name of the one we drank? The Berliner Wise. What's it called? Simmernade? Sem- is that your demon over there bugging out? Yeah, Zumarande. <laughs> our, our Halloween decoration. I'd like to add that the batteries are completely removed from oh, this. Oh, no. Yeah, legit. Dum, dum, dum. And there's a legit the, the live spider crawling on it right now. Right on its face. That thing is seriously haunted. Yeah, it's terrifying. Uh, that's funny. I was like, what is that noise? And I, I remember the demon. That the was thing of nightmares. Uh, <laughs> what was the name of the first beer that we drank? So Zumarenda, which is uh, German for summer's end. That is one of the best beers I've had on the show. Nice. Like, and I know it's a low alcohol, APV, whatever, but uh, that's like literally I could come home immediately after work and just drink the hell out of that. Yeah. That's really, really tasty. Awesome. Thank you. Really, really good stuff. Is that a popular beer, would you say, coming in here? Uh, it's, it's a slower mover because I don't know if the lower alcohol content yeah. Yeah. shies sure. people away. Sure. Um, but yeah, there's there's people that, that gravitate towards it. And, I'm uh, I'm the beer novice on this show, and that's like kind of my character, if you will. Um, and and but I always talk about approachability. That's like right. my thing that I look for as someone who doesn't like the double dry hopped, extra juicy, uh, dank, uh, whatever. You know what I mean? 
I like beer that just I can drink it. It's easy to drink, and and I don't have to think twice about it, you know. And and I think that some people look to me for that on this show. And that beer that we just had is absolutely top notch. That's I would, awesome. I would drink it all the time. That's nice to hear. Thank you. Absolutely. I love that beer. What's the next one we got here? You just gave us more. This is Strawberg. Tell us about Strawberg, guys. Strawberg is. Pretty much just a straight up traditional German lager. Uh, it's German malts, um, German noble hops, uh, German yeast, and uh, Skipek water. It's the uh, only thing I couldn't get from Germany. Yeah, nice. It's actually a uh, German founded town, though, so we could, I guess, consider it. It, it could be, you know, it's, it's, it's a runoff kind of rocky water source, so yeah, it could be close. So we, we're all Downingtown guys for the most part. That's not true. You're not. I'm not. You're not. Coatesville? What up? Well, we're Coatesville as well. Downingtown Coatesville, guys. Our zip code is Coatesville. There you go. What made you guys want to open and skip back? I think there was a couple things. And Baz actually was the one that put me on when we were doing the whole research of where do we want to be. He's like, check this village out. It's called Skipback Village. Cool, Mm -hmm. quaint. You know, we've been there before. I'd been here for some festivals and what have you. Um, so there's a few reasons. Number one, the village is really cool. It speaks to our vibe, our Absolutely. brand. You know, that kind of true to home, small businesses, most of them are family owned, which fits the brand very well. Two, there wasn't a brewery here yet, so maybe I should have started with that, which was you know, definitely a good start. <laughs> sure. You guys are the first. That's <laughs> pretty cool. First. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, part three, which is still very relevant and even more exciting now, is we're kind of watching the Montgomery County craft beer scene from afar. And just in that year when we opened and the years right before and now after, it's, it's starting to take off. Right. You know, so it's really those. That's very cool because, I mean, if you guys got into this town early. I'm sure Philadelphia, Chester County was exploding a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting out here and being one of the first ones there, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I got to ask, what, what came first, the, uh, the, the brewery or the Wawa next door? The Wawa. Yeah? yeah. Dude, that's uh, like perfect <laughs> placement. Perfect placement. Like, you guys are right next door to the Wawa. Like, get out of here. Go get gas. Go get cigarettes. Whatever you got to do and go home. Yeah, it's a landmark we use all the time. <laughs> yeah. because everybody knows the Wawa. Yeah. I don't get my gas from anywhere else other than this <laughs> nice. Wawa right next door. <laughs> right. So, speaking of the, the quaintness of the village, it really equates to kind of the quaintness of your, your interior. Tell us, you know, this was an old auto body shop. Yeah, that's right. Old auto body shop. It was a, a mom and pop shop for many, many years, then a Grand Sport Auto, and then it was uh, basically condemned and just a, a, a vacant lot for about two years before we landed here. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really great interior. It's very welcoming. You got all these, these repurposed wood tables. Um, I'm assuming this garage door in the summertime can be opened up and let, the, uh, let some fresh air in. Uh, the, the bar setup with being able to see all the, uh, the fermenters in the back here. It's, it's a really great setup inside here. It's really well done. Thanks. Yeah, the, the, uh, the design-wise, from the gate, we wanted the brew house right on display. So you get that feel that you're here because that's, I mean, that's it. That's the shiny stuff right there outside of, obviously, the beer that comes out of it. Absolutely. What do you think makes you guys a unique brewery? Like the beer and like the tasting room. What makes you guys unique? Well, I think for us, and really what we hone in on to make ourselves unique and stand out is the whole aspect of brotherly love. And it's, you know, it's a foundation which we built the whole thing on. It's something that we coach our staff up as far as you know, carry through this brand. When people come here, they should feel like family. And it should feel that home warming 
kind of place that you want to stay, you want to hang out. Um, and also, obviously, the beer's great. I mean, I got to credit to Baz. I call him the brain. He puts a lot of work into those beers, and, and he, yeah. he goes for it. So we have that to hang a hat on as well, I'd say. That's amazing. A little motto we had from the beginning was, our ground is common ground. So anyone who's anyone could come here and just sit next to, you know, whoever and just enjoy a pint and just kind of unwind from the day, from the weekend, from the week or whatnot. And uh, we kind of sort of build it, build our kind of vibe around that, I would say, in, in some sort of way. Now, I remember when you guys were talking about opening, the name was different. It was Broker Brewing, right? Yeah, Broker Brewing. And I didn't realize at all until you changed the name that Broker was like a combination of the two. It was, yeah, a little acronym for it. Yeah, but why'd you guys end up going with Brothers Kirshner instead? So we were gearing towards, you know, Broker from the gate. It was cool, it was catchy, it was short. Yeah. Um, and then as we got closer to opening, and I guess taking more of that traditional German-type feel, when you go over to Germany and it's, you know, a family-owned brewery, it's, you know, the brothers or what have you, the surname and the brewing company. So that was part one. Part two... We're getting there we're getting all this family vibe and this whole atmosphere we created and we're like you know what we got to bring it closer to home you know, bring it actually in to the brothers kirshner and hence it was I, I know you guys have known the wilcoxes here for a while and we, we've just kind of met over the past little bit so i don't want to be insulting but you went the right way because <laughs> <laughs> brokers kind of weak it is. but brothers kirshner i love it it was a little thin it was a little thin yeah after we redid the whole logo and uh, all the other stuff we had set up, seeing Brothers Kirshner on it just made more sense. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it's nice seeing your name on a sign. And then, oh, sure. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> to, yeah. To, try, to tie it in with the tree logo and the family and the family tree. It's all, right, it, the it roots, works. the branches, the whole nine. It, it just sure works. does. The branding is spot on. Everything about it to me is, is spot on. You got the lighting, everything with the, uh, the lighting underneath the bar it the the wood grain i mean everything feels homey everything feels like you're supposed to be here um and i love how you have like you said the brew house kind of out in plain view i like going to breweries where where you could see that stuff but like this is the first time that i could reach out and touch it mm -hmm. if i wanted to which oh, yeah. is totally you're, cool you're very close and it, the funny thing is like exactly what we pictured in our mind and then put it on paper that's cool here yeah. it is yeah you know, the, from the tables yeah. to the, the you know the decor and everything it's kind of exactly what we set out to do and it just translated perfectly you guys did a great job of making it seem like one thought process like it doesn't right. feel like oh this guy did the the bar and that right. guy did the right. tables and that guy painted the wall and this guy did this it's all one thought yep i love the gray and the white too like i love like even the colors you guys did everything right here it looks great it looks we, great. We went with black and white and gray for our logo and the overall design because we wanted the, the people and the beers to be the color. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. In an abstract kind of way. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Did you guys say that you built all the tables in here? Yeah. So this is a credit to our brother, Dan. Uh, these are his brainchild. So as I was mentioning, local manufacturer in Downingtown, Kim Manufacturing, shout out to them. Um, just whatever they get from a raw material perspective must be heavy as shit because these pallets are you know, true hardwood, two by fours. You got cherry oak, yeah, no walnut. Doubt. You take it. It's quality wood. <laughs> so leave it to the, our brother Dan, the beautiful mind, as we call it, 
Yeah. Just strip it down. And he actually has a, a version of this about two to three times bigger in his kitchen as his main table. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So a lot of late nights in his shop, stripping these things down. I bet. And planing them and getting them ready to rock. Yeah. I don't I don't want to give him any ideas, but you could probably sell a couple of these for They're sweet. Thanks. For some bucks. Appreciate that. I'll let him know. Yeah, you <laughs> should. Yeah, he should be selling these. These are really, really nice. Everything in here is really nice. I can't believe it. I would think that most people would not want to work full time this close with family. And you're talking about your brother helping with the tables. Obviously, the two of you guys in here. Why do you think it works for you guys? What's what's special about it? I think Baz and I will just give you perspective. It's oldest, youngest. Uh, In addition to that, we've always been out of the family of, of talented folks we have, the more right side brain. We're both musicians, more creative, I guess you could say. Um, but I mean, when you just put it plainly, I've known the guy my whole life, so it's, it's pretty easy to trust him to start there. And, uh, you know, we communicate everything. Uh, I've known him his whole life and, uh, (laughs) I only see him on Wednesdays. So that helps. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) So I, you guys, you said you're 10 years apart. Uh, that's correct. Did you hang out as much when you were younger or did that because my brother and I are five years apart and we high school didn't hang out that much it was after getting out of high school and colleges and that kind of stuff that we hung out a lot more yeah um i some of my first memories are changing his diaper and then the (laughs) the next memories are hanging out with him uh drinking when he turned 21 just kind of missed that middle ground middle ground Mm -hmm. because i was off you know doing things while he was still scraping his knees and stuff yeah (laughs) nice so uh this one here looks like it's the hilltop so what do you guys want to say about this one this is one of our, uh, I probably brewed this more than anything. Um, it's a nice traditional four grain Saison. Um, and uh, Hilltop is the road I live on. So it's kind of, you know, kind of close to home kind of vibe. And uh, it's approachable in it's not too, doesn't lean towards the sour or the funky side of things. It's just more of a, a nice grainy Saison, you know, the yeast kind of, speaks speaks miles for this one saisons can be so many different things to to whoever's brewing them this is the yeast coming through is definitely nice it's got a sweetness to it but it's not a over the top sweetness it's a it's a really nice balance yeah i agree thank you it's delicious it's delicious thank you this style is usually not my style i'm not a fan of things when they start to get a little funky there's a little funk flavor to it you know that's probably the yeast coming through yep um, but it's it's well balanced, and it's still very drinkable. So it's not too strong or too uh, too funky or anything like that. So yeah, to that point, I mean, it's it's one that's uh, over the bar when folks are asking about it and they see saison, they kind of shy away. And I'm like, well, give it a try and see what you think. Because yeah. you know, whatever, it's very open as far as the form for a style, but the balance it kind of wins them over and kind of gets it. The there's there's funk in there, but it's definitely not the first thing that that comes out of it. Right. I think it's still our number one seller currently. It's in the top three. Nice. Continuously. Nice. So what's a normal work day like for you guys here? Like, I, I guess you guys are doing like completely separate tasks, but like Basil, what do you, what's it like for you? What's your, what do you do? An average day to day. Yeah. An average work week is, uh, I kick it off in the beginning of the week with mostly cleaning and kind of, you know, recouping from the weekend. Uh, whether that's, you know, cleaning kegs, uh, re, uh, reorganizing the fridge. Uh, Tuesdays are typically brew days. Um, 
Wednesdays we both bartend, so that's uh, our night to kind of hang and you know kind of kick off the weekend. Um, and then the rest of the week is you know varied tasks here and there and you know whatnot. I enjoy that Wednesday is your kickoff to the weekend. That is cool. It's a good spot. Yeah, I do most of my drinking Monday mornings though. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you you only brew one day a week then? Um, we set. Um, it, depending on what you know, what we're looking at as far as either getting our mainstays back on the board or doing one-offs here and there, but Tuesdays are always slated for a brew day, and then Mondays are available and Wednesdays are available to also brew if there's a double brew or triple brew that week or whatnot. Are you typically just doing one beer in a day? Uh, yes. When we first opened, we did the Porter and the Hilltop uh, in one day, and that was... That's a quite that's a, a backbreaker. Quite a day. So, did you guys already have a lot of these recipes, so to speak, before you you opened the brewery, or did you kind of come up with some of them on the fly? Um, for sure, the, the the five that we opened with had, have been beers that I've been brewing for many years. Okay. Um, tweaked them here and there, but those we felt very comfortable with uh, to open with. Um, from there, we springboarded different variations of it. So the, we did a dry hop version of our, of our Porch Ale that became Stony Point. Um, we did our Blackberry version of Hilltop. Um, uh, Bing Bang Boom, our house IPA. We did a double version that became Fitty Dun Boom. Um, Arena was a double version of our Belgian Exit, which is our Belgian house ale. And then the Porter, that's a, a format for various different styles. So we, we've done those beers. The five that we open with, we, we, we've done many, 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 many times. Okay. Very cool. How many misses have you had that the public haven't seen? Um, These are the questions I like I, to I ask. Don't, I'm not going to jinx it, but none. None? Yeah. Knock on wood, none. Hard. <laughs> very hard on that. <laughs> well, Kev, what about you? I mean, it, you know, if, if Basil's handling most of the brewery operations, there's got to be a lot that goes into running the, the rest of the business as far as employees and things like that so you know having had you know a few jobs and careers beforehand what's it like doing this now it's interestingly different yet the same i want to say because it's funny i left my former job managing folks and then i'm right back managing folks again which is always very fun but also can be challenging to say the least sure Uh, but from that perspective what i am excited about we got a heck of a crew and it just grew to 10 which I'm, i'm pretty happy about um, so from that perspective, you know, we kind of layered in some management, some leadership positions with our folks that have been here, namely Anne-Marie. She's, she's been here from day one. She was employee one. Um, she's our rock star, so to speak. Wow. So she helps manage the front of house operations. Um, other layers that are in there on the day-to-day, to answer your question, ton of compliance, obviously. There's a lot of governance surrounding that. So bleh, I'm not even going to just <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> ton of that. Um, and really what we've been targeting is, you know, going back to the whole make beer, sell beer aspect of our business plan, keeping mm-hmm. it as simple as possible. He's the make beer, I'm the sell beer. So uh, we collaborate on uh, you know, a lot of crossing in the lanes on most of those things, but I'm always trying to craft up new ways to get people in the brewery or drinking the beer or getting the beer out into the world. So that is probably a majority of the time is trying to think out of the box on keeping people coming out. So if you, when you're working for somebody and managing people and then working for yourself and it being your reputation, your business, your, um, you know, your livelihood, 
on the line, does that make it like more difficult to manage the people and to make sure the business operates properly? Or is it easier because there's not like that person running, you know, over your shoulder or looking over your shoulder all the time? I would say it's definitely easier because you set the tone and it's not somebody else's, you know, beat of drum that you're trying to carry out. It's your own. And, and, you know, we, we change it up a little bit every once in a while, but the one thing that stays consistent and it goes back to when we were interviewing our first round and Basil hit it on the head. The only question he asked during the interview is, are you nice? that'd be a trip to be like the interviewer Mm -hmm. you know getting asked that question that'd be the interviewee the interviewee I'd be like, uh, um, yeah. I mean, I'm the I nicest. Mean, <laughs> and then the, I'm most nice. <laughs> then people overthink it. Like, well, does he want me to say I'm not nice? <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Answer trick. here. That's a trick. I still don't know. We had 10 employees, but that's all right. <laughs> that's awesome. That's uh, that's, you should be proud of that. I think, you know, you guys have, um, how long have you been open now? So it's a year and change. I guess you can call. We opened July, 2018. Nice. Yeah. So great, man. Thank you. So great. Thanks. All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick break. Cool. Get a couple uh, commercials in, and we'll be right back. Hey, Taylor Cooper here. And if you're looking for real, all-natural relief from stress and muscle soreness, you've got to check out our friends at Unomia CBD. Unomia CBD products are grown and processed in the USA, nano-amplified, 100% THC-free, and third-party lab-tested. Order anywhere in the U.S. and use promo code MBN to get free shipping plus 20% off your entire order just for our listeners. What are you waiting for? Is stress wearing you down? Are sore muscles getting in the way of your weekend plans? Unomia CBD is a game changer. I personally love their menthol pain relief lotion. Their gummies are delicious and they even have CBD treats for your dogs. Go to unomiacbd.com, check out all their products, and don't forget to use promo code MBN for an extra 20% off your order plus free shipping. It's your life. Feel better. Unomia CBD. That's E-U-N-O-M-I-A. E-U-N-O-M-I-A. CBD.com. Go there now. Use MBN as the promo code. Get 20% off and free shipping. Must be 18 years old or older to purchase. So you've been listening to the Might Be News Network, but you still can't get enough each week? Become our patron on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash Network to become a patron and get exclusive content now. For as little as $5 per month, you'll get access to extended episodes of all your favorite shows, as well as perks including MBN merch and monthly giveaways. Just want to support the network? Become a patron for as much or as little as you'd like. Get bonus content each week and head to patreon.com slash Network. Your contributions help us make this network bigger and better than ever before. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. All right, guys, welcome back to Might Be Brews from Brothers Kirshner up in Skipback, PA. Uh, make sure you're checking out MBNNetwork.com. The list of podcasts is, is quite outrageous. I pretty much just go all week like News comes out on Monday, so I'll listen to news, and then relatable on Tuesday. Sometimes I'll listen if I'm hosting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but I I actually do listen to relatable. I'm not even going to front. Um, sports on Wednesday, us on Thursday, Novak and Franz every other f- Thursday. They are coming back. They're coming back next week. So breaking news. You got that to look forward to. Tunes every Friday now. Tunes every Friday. Tunes every Friday. 
It's crazy. It's been doing really good. If you can't find one podcast that you like on the network, you, it's your fault. There's something wrong with you. It's it's not us. It's you. <laughs> That's all there up, is to yeah. it. Straight up. Uh, and for those of you that haven't heard, um, might be new listeners or something, uh, a f- good friend of mine, Adam, is uh, currently going through a bout of leukemia. We have another fundraiser coming up for him. The fundraiser is on Sunday, November 24th. Uh, it is a bags and bru- bags and brews bingo. Oh, so you can win some uh, high class uh, handbags, some brews. And I'm asking you guys, give me some donations. We're going to put together some baskets. Um, Throw me a bottle or two. We'll put together some prize baskets. Help my buddy Adam out. If you want to come to the fundraiser, look for it on Facebook. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit up Might Be Brews on Facebook, and we'll get you all the information that you need. Fantastic. Yeah, we'd really appreciate it, guys. And Adam, shout out to you, man. Thanks for listening. Keep up the good fight. Shout out to Adam. What up, dude? All right. So we have the, I believe you said it was the Marzen coming up next year. Yeah, this one's called Autumn, obviously appropriate to the season. Traditional German-style Martzen. It looks like the color of my leaves right now. It's like just r- looks like fall. It's very seasonal, and it's a very nice uh, fall drink, if you will. It definitely, it's, it's definitely just got that golden, inviting color to it. It's just really pretty. It's, really it's, it is. I'm it is tasty. I'm talking into the beer. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was on video. I wish, I wish that, that was on video. Uh, if, <laughs> if your pint great. glass has a microphone on it, then yeah. that's uh, it's really that's good. a problem. God, <laughs> I'm gonna put that down. <laughs> We're gonna have to invent that for the show. <laughs> I switched the hand that I was holding the microphone and I switched for so the long hand. in your left anyway, hand. Yeah, I'm just totally totally messed up now. <laughs> He just he just blamed the microphone for that. You do hold a mic like a pint glass, so I understand. Well, he remembered the mic stand. Yeah, yeah, I forgot the mic stand. Whoops. <laughs> so on break, um, I was walking around here a little bit, and I love the space so much. But what is going on in the back there? It looks like there's like a, a room with some barrels in it. What's going on? Uh, we just kind of starting to squeak our way into the whole barrel program. Um, we have some funky stuff going on. We have some second-use barrels. Um, we have one of the barrels has our blackberry saison uh, leftovers, if you will, in it. So, kind of, you know, the, the, the funky stuff is going on back there, and uh, we just tried a little bit today, and stuff is progressing nicely, and uh, that's kind of the next phase of what we're doing here. The uh, Exciting part is, you know, brewing a, a nice solid wort, if you will, and then uh, letting it go in a barrel and see what happens. Kind of letting loose. Well, speaking of like stuff that's new, what what's new for you guys? What's going on that's, uh, you know, you're doing now that you weren't doing then, or what do you have planned coming up soon? Well, I think the other part of uh, the barrel room, as we've dubbed it, obviously appropriately, is events. It's now our our little private rental event space we got get a lot of requests for people to use the space which is cool it's a nice compliment that people want to hang yeah, it's a very cool room i really like that you know the way the lights are hanging and just being around the barrels it's kind of just 
you know, it, it's really uh, kind of like romantic, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. I guess romantic. when you like have an appreciation for beer like we do, it's like yeah, it's nice. you see those barrels and you're like, mm, it's going to be so tasty at some <laughs> point. <laughs> I feel like woods and metals. Yeah. That's right on. Both of our wives right now are like, they would find beer romantic. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Like he would say that. Uh, yeah, romantic. That's romantic. Great. My, my <laughs> wife does love anything with hanging lights like that. That's her. Uh, she oh, yeah. the, the bulbs like that. It's very aesthetically pleasing. It is. It is. So you guys like rent that out for like uh, corporate events or birthday parties? What's the... I anything? mean, you name it. Just about anything. I mean, we have uh, birthday parties, obviously, a lot of surprise birthday parties, uh, corporate parties, holiday parties coming up. We've got a bridal shower uh, coming up. Uh, we have a wake coming up this weekend, which a good Irish wake is appropriate for a sure. brewery to, to be there. Yep. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just about anything. If I kick, you can have my wake back here. <laughs> that sounds like a blast. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just, you're going to miss out. Just prop me up in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, Kevin, I know you to be a musician. I found out Basil is also. Yep. Do you guys do a lot of music here? Do you guys have music here? We do, yeah. We call it the, uh, we've dubbed it anyway, the Brew House Sessions. And okay. The first weekend of every month, and weekend going back to that, it's Wednesday through Sunday for us, <laughs> which we like. Yeah. Um, it's all live music. The, the space completely transforms into a music venue, lights out, candles on tables, band right in front of the tree. And uh, we go for it. So we're starting to get some traction in that regard. We've got some great names coming in, some, some repeat acts, some new acts. Uh, Dirk Quinn will be here on the 16th, which he's a well-known Philly artist, incredibly talented. So, yeah, we, we, we dig it. That sounds awesome. If somebody's here having beers, watching live music, what can be done for food? So we got some snacky-type items, your typicals. Got the uh, local cheese shop put together a nice cheese pairing prepackaged for us, ready to rock in the back. Oh, yeah. Oh. We got Righteous Felon uh, jerky, obviously. Oh, best. nice. So righteous good. Felon. So good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really good. We got some chips. They're called Uglies. It's the ugly part of the potato chip that usually gets thrown away. They made chips out of it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But for the main course, we got our neighbors. Fortunately, being in the village, we got a ton of great food here. There's a lot of restaurants just right here in walking distance. Yep. You could really make a nice afternoon. Or, you know, whatever. Heck yeah. Coming through the, the village like this. Yeah, we but got can, our neighbors right can next Can people door. bring stuff in here? Yeah, BYOF, bring your own food and uh, go from there. Next door neighbors, Joe, the Italian market. We share a, a parking lot and uh, they got some killer grub. They're probably one of the most frequent ordered out and delivered right to your table food that we see in the brewery. You can have food delivered right here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right here. Parsons across the way. Excellent barbecue. Oh, yeah? Which obviously beer and barbecue, I mean, right? Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. So now that's what I need to get the wife here. Yeah. You got to have a little bit of food, even if it's just right across the street. And then the other thing is you guys have a nice little outdoor space. Uh, I'm assuming dog friendly. We actually went the route of service animal only. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, for a couple of reasons, but namely the space is huge. We've got a large dog population and we try to keep. Uh, it might fill you up. Yeah. It's yeah. true. It's You'd true. become like the dog park. Could be, and that that could be good or also bad. It's also yeah, yeah, yeah. But the uh, you guys just had a, a dog event. We did, yeah. So we, uh, while obviously we're service animal only, we love our pups. I mean, that's you know, yeah. our policy doesn't dictate what we do at home. We all both have dogs, etc. So um, our cousin actually is involved with the positive um, positive vibes animal rescue, and we had a uh, adoption event this Sunday. Went very well. Nice. Yeah. That's very cool. So you had people come down here and, and you had a bunch of dogs here that people could 
take a look at and hang out with uh, kind of deal or yeah it was um it's getting the dogs out in front of people and uh letting people kind of interact with the dogs and uh i ended up going home with the dog and (laughs) (laughs) she's here now with us kind of roaming around and checking uh, stuff out yeah what kind of dog is she she's a blue doberman and a mix of something else i'm still trying to figure out but uh they say german shepherd or whatnot but a beautiful dog. Beautiful. She's, yeah. she's great. She's great so far. I think you're onto something with the Weimariner thing. That that tint to the coat yeah. and the eyes. It's a blue-gray like tint and, and, yeah. and beautiful uh, hazel eyes. And wow, she's a sweetheart. She's, she's very sweet. That's awesome. I'm watching her walk over there. So you, you guys have cans to go. We do. So um, have you guys always done cans or is that new? That's new. Yeah, we just got into that. What about... Probably four months ago, I want to say, was our first run. We did two beers in cans, our Belgian Exit, which is our, one of our flagships and Basil's mm-hmm. first beer ever brewed, and our German Pilsner, it was called Johann, which was um, a homage to Kirschner number one that came over from Germany many, many years ago. So from here, uh, we'll continue. The idea is keeping cans in that cooler on a rotational, seasonal, and what-have-you basis. Are you going to uh, try to distribute it all, or what would you guys plan with that? Yeah, so... Distribution's a big focus heading into the, the end of the year and heading into next year for us, especially uh, considering the outreach that we're going for. So distro is huge on that regard. Self-distributing, but we also have some help uh, from some, some friends over at Lamb Beverage getting our beer out there as well. Nice. Shout out Lamb and Coatesville, right? Yeah. Lamb and Coatesville. Very been cool. there for 30 really? plus years. Yep. You, when are you guys going to be there? We're there now, man. You're there now? Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Really? I'm all about it. I'm all about it. <laughs> What's in the cooler now for takeout? So we got Love IPA. And Baz, go ahead and tell them about Love. That's what this is? So the Love IPA is a West Coast style with a New England uh, feel, if you will. Um, and it's a combination of five of my or our favorite hops kind of you know thrown in the mix um but it's it's pretty darn good i love that beer you gave me a few cans of that at kind of brew fest and uh they didn't last very long they're delicious share the love yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely is that the one we just had or is that the one we're having no the one that jackie just passed out for us thank you jackie for helping us with the beers (laughs) uh this i believe didn't have a label so this must be belgian exit yes so this is uh the it's changed a bit throughout the years, but the premise has stayed the same. It's Belgian malt, uh, Belgian yeast, citra hops, and that's it. I just kind of let the beer be the beer. What's the ABV on this? Uh, this is 5.2%. This is like flawless. Yep. This is really smooth, like the smoothest. Baz puts it pretty well. It's kind of the gateway Belgian, yeah. if you will. It's it's it's. I see that because it's it's. I'm getting the Belgian yeast, but then the it kind of went away, and I got the citrusy note that came over the top of it. That's really interesting. I don't know what it is I'm perceiving that that's coming through like a like a spice of some kind that's kind of just hitting. Like after I get that that upfront yeast flavor, there's something that kind of lingers. That's like I don't know if it's the citrus or something, but it's a really nice flavor. That I really like, yeah. I, I would attribute that to the uh, the yeast for sure. Very cool. Um, I just have to go like this. 
<laughs> I just have, I just have is that a good thing? Yeah, this is just fantastic beer. <laughs> That's a good like horn. Really, really, really good. This is really good. Dude, you guys are killing it. We still have a couple of beers Thank to you. go, but I'm so impressed by the product that you guys are putting out here. Quality. Quality. Thank you. Just wow. That All shit's right. delicious. So I'm just looking at the names on the board, right? And I always think, like, how neat would it be to be able to name beers? How do you guys do it? Like, what inspires you guys to name your beers? Uh, it, it, it depends. So sometimes it's what's ever going on in my life at the time and when we're brewing it or when we release it. Right. Um, sometimes it's a reference to the style itself. Um, oftentimes it might have a, a musical reference because we're both you know, very musical and, and, and into various genres of music. So there might be a music reference to it. And sometimes I just literally ask my daughters what, what, what's the name of the beer. So <laughs> Strawbird, our German lager, was named by my daughter Josie. And Bird Country, our oat IPA, was named by uh, my daughter Avery. Nice. So if I'm, I have you know, a little bit of a, a block, I'll just ask them what to name it and they just tell yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Like them to be meaningful original is what we say. So they all okay. have a little story to it and some kind of backbone and, you know, something a little, a little more, a, a good do, story. We're do storytellers. People, so. Do people ask you often, like, how'd you come up with uh, Strawberg? All the time. Yeah? Yeah, all the time. That's got to be fun, man. Just being able to shoot the shit with people. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it ever stress you out, like naming a beer? Yeah, sometimes we're we're literally like kegging the beer and it's not named, <laughs> and then I have to figure out how to you know we got to put it on the board, we got to you know label the kegs, we have to you know add it to social media or whatnot. So there, there's some eleventh hour panic yeah, yeah. going this is, on. This is this is more than just a word. This is a name for something that it has to mean something. It has to be. Yeah, real. yeah it has yeah. to mean something. And, and, and if it's a, a beer that's received well, it's going to have to be <laughs> something I got to do again. Right, right. <laughs> I name I name every episode on the network. And a lot of people, I mean, it's just like, oh, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Uh, uh, it's the, I care. Like, it has to be right, right? It has to be yeah. perfect. And it's like, it, like, sometimes I'm just sitting there like, I have no idea what to name it. They're just like, who can just name it? Whatever. I can't do that. So I can't imagine like what naming a beer would be like because it's like I name something that comes and goes real quick. But you guys, this this is here forever. Mm-hmm. The good thing is a lot of these beers were named years ago. So okay, yeah, sure, <laughs> right. sure, yeah. Like I would imagine this episode will be you know Brothers Kirshner live or Brothers Correct. Kirshner. That one, this one will be pretty easy. It should be beer microphone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It, just, it might be. That's what it Mike. should be. That's but a softball pitch Mike. right there. We'll have a, like the secondary title. Second yeah, yeah, line. Yeah. I'll put it in parentheses. There you go. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. That's just I can't believe it wasn't on video. I know. What a shame. All right. So you guys have been open a little over a year, like you said. Uh, how have you grown and what have you learned since being open? I think the growth has been slow and steady, which has been our journey all along. You know, we're making sure we're, we're doing things right. We take a lot of time to talk, discuss things, make sure the plan's right. Um, but as far as the growth goes, it's kind of the proof in the pudding that we're going for. So when people are coming here, um, we love seeing our fans and, and new fans put nice reviews out there. And yeah. we're just kind of building that from the core, from the inside out, so to speak. So that's the biggest thing I'm seeing. You can only do so much with uh, advertising and social media and um, 
that sort of thing. But really, it comes down to word of mouth all the time. So a lot of breweries crank out hundreds of beers a year, and they're constantly um, experimenting, but maybe leaning towards what's trendy, you know, adjunct, um, hazy IPAs and stuff like that. Um, Why is there not a whole lot of that going on here? I think a lot of what we're trying to do is have beers that are, you know, consistent enough that people could just keep coming back to. Um, We brew from the heart. We brew what we like and that whole thing. But, you know, I oftentimes, if I gravitate towards a certain beer, I like to have two or three or four of them. And I think a lot of times, you know, you might want to... You know, the culture might be, you know, you try a whole bunch of different things, but there's nothing wrong with drinking the same beer over and over again. So we brew in that sense, you know, to that. I love that that's your model. And I really feel like that's going to be making a comeback if it hasn't started already. I think there's the, the market saturated with hazy IPAs and stuff. And I love them. I love a lot of them. But I've got a fridge full of these, you know, hazy double whatever IPAs and you can enjoy a few of them you have one and it you know you it's not a good idea to do second one they're like coming in at eight eight and a half percent or something like that yeah absolutely but I'm finding myself personally the more beer that I've had I keep going back to lagers and pilsners and these traditional styles that are so well done they're they're a little more sessionable but there's, it seems like there's so much more of a craft there and, and something to be appreciated that I wish more people were into lagers and pilsners and things like that. It's coming. I, I think it's a, a wave that I think people are going to fall back to the traditional styles. Um, lagers, uh, it's, as Kevin says, sometimes it's you know, going back to the future. It's, it's something that's just always been there and, you know, we have something for everybody, but, uh, you know, we, we, we love our lagers, really. Yeah. And that being said, we have a hazy IPA coming out next week. <laughs> <laughs> a little plug. Yeah, nice. What are you going to call it? Uh, it's called Sleepy Fingers. Oh. What does that mean? Give this to you. I got to get it. All right. So uh, since the second week that we uh, started brewing, for some reason, my right hand index index finger has been numb since you started brewing yes so you know just going from a desk job to you know lifting and you know tugging and you know you know everything that's involved with you know the brew house operations probably some sort of weird nerve damage or whatnot but uh this finger's asleep I don't Permanently, know still is right now. I don't know why. Yeah, it, it, makes, it makes tech, texting a, a pain in the ass. Probably see a doctor <laughs> or something on that. At some I point. did. I did. He said, "Just not lean on my elbow." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's cool though. It's neat. I'm, I'm curious to see how it's received and and how it does in in your tap tap room here. But um, I don't know, man. I think there's something to be said for doing solid, consistent, traditional beers. And I think that's really going to start making a comeback. And all these people that have gotten into craft beer, hopefully are going to make that turn and start appreciating them a lot more. Because it kills me having incredible pilsners and lagers and them not getting the love they deserve on like untapped and things like that. It's like, you know, those ratings, um, you know, as, as 
good of a tool as it probably can be for the industry, I think it hurts people that don't deserve it. Sure. You know? And there's so many fantastic beers out there that just because people haven't gotten their palate around to enjoy them, you know, they're, they're potentially, um, you know, hurting the rating on something that's actually really good beer. We talk about it all the time, like how, you know, rating beers that you don't like is silly. Like, why are you even drinking it? Mm-hmm. Uh, like for me, for example, like I know I don't like double IPAs typically. So I'm, I, why would I ever rate that? You know, why would I say it's I give give it a one out of five? Like that's silly to me because I I naturally like my palate isn't evolved to you know do that. Right. What do you guys like? What are your favorite breweries besides yourself, and why? Um. Locally, uh, it's you know, there, there's a lot of places around this area, but just from a overall kinship, uh, East Branch is killing it. I love sure. those guys. Yeah, yep. I would agree. I mean, East Branch, from not only being walkable from my house, which is <laughs> right. definitely a nice touch. Yeah, but uh, the beer. I mean, it's 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 true to form. It's it's clean. It's it's right on the money usually every time. Gov is killing it over there. Yeah, he's doing a great job. I would say so. Yeah. I think you guys need a little collab. You do if you haven't already. We we did one uh, with uh, Great Lakes, them, and us. It was a, a Philly Philly Beer Week yep. release that we did. Uh, Olvener, uh, which, by the way, I just tapped the last keg of it. Hey, man. Um, and it's kind of a... Funky Saison meets uh, Norwegian style ale, um, and it's it it changes uh, still to this day, and it's it's still very very good. What is a Norwegian style ale for um, ale for me and for people listening? So the yeast was something just started to get cultivated. It was a yeast that was passed down through families, um, and it's a yeast that doesn't have any kind of temp issues you know most ales or lagers are brewed at a certain temp this yeast you could brew um, the beer at any temp um, which makes the it makes it very desirable for certain breweries that want to do a quick turnaround on a you know a certain hoppy beer or a certain beer because you could literally ferment this fermented beer in like a day or two wow um, and so it's a, it's a quick turnaround yeast there's no off flavors from you know temp control or whatnot so we had no temp control in this particular beer and I finished in a couple of days and you know, it was a nice, it, it, I can't even explain the beer. You, you know, it's, a you to, it's a journey. You have to try it. Nice. Mm-hmm. What else is, uh, what's the next beer? We have like one more, two more. There's two more beers left. Two more. Back behind us. Don't get, don't get. There's a, there's a, a lighter one and a darker one. Yeah, let's start with the lighter one. You want to start with the lighter one? Okay, that's what she got. It's not light. How have you guys um, found the beer community to be? It seems like there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of breweries opening. Uh, I forget how many there are in Pennsylvania right now. but Seven million. Yeah. <laughs> there's like 18,000 the new breweries in PA. Um, as far as the competition, it's all friendly. It's all friendly competition, if, if any at all. Um, That's what I hear. I've heard yeah. a, a few breweries say that. And I, I think it's more or less everyone has their niche. Everyone has their style. Everyone has their kind of, uh, you know, motto or, you know, business kind of plan. So 
literally every town has a different brewery, sometimes two or three different breweries, and each one is doing their own own thing, and it's it's very welcoming because it's it's a variety for you know consumers. It's great. It's diverse. I would say it's uh it's fun. Uh, is that too simple to say it? <laughs> no. Not at all. No, but I mean, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point is what I always say. But the community itself, to Basil's point, it's a friendly competition. And it's it's more of not even a competition. It's almost a collaboration without being officially dubbed as such. So, for example, us in Montgomery County, uh, you know, there's however many breweries there are. And that just puts Montgomery County on the map that much more for the whole greater craft beer community, which it's great. It's great for all of us. And and when I'm out traveling, you know, if a brewery's an hour away, hour and a half away, I might not get there. But if I know there's two or three within close proximity and I can hit them all in one day, that's a, that's a plus. Yeah. And right here in the, uh, in the Monco area, we're right in the middle of the County, but just around us, I mean, you do a circle, Anywhere 20 minutes in any direction, you're going to find another brewery, which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. So now that you're in, you're starting to get these cans going, you're distributing, you know, what's it like? I mean, I'm always curious what it's like to go in to try to sell your cans to somebody when they're getting approached by who knows how many breweries, you know, that week. Yeah. That's probably when you talk about competition, where it's the stiffest is taps out there in bars that are pouring your beer. Sure. Um, because, I mean, I, I credit to the, the managers that are picking the beers. Right. Uh, there is so much to choose from. So it just goes back to the, the whole traditional sales aspect of relationship building. Yeah. And, you know, first and foremost, the product's got to be there. Quality the beer, quality right? quality has got to be there because there's a ton of great beer out there. It's so cool, like, walking into my local places like Bottle Room and seeing your cans in the fridge, seeing you on tap, you know, stopping at Exton Beverage to get a case and seeing you guys on the shelf. It's, it's so cool to, like, see that you guys have, you know, grown to not just having a tap room to getting out there on shelves you know it's going to be out there for people to get and you guys are doing such great beers you guys are in extant beverage as well we are yeah we just started with them about a couple months ago dude i'm in there like swimwear actually <laughs> picking I'm, it up as soon as possible probably tomorrow i'm gonna to get a, i'm gonna get some tell me about uh, the beer that we just poured here what is this uh this is fitty dun boom so this is our double version of bing bang boom which is our house ipa um, and it's literally just double everything. It's uh, mosaic and Simcoe hops. I'm getting that mosaic. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's dangerously drinkable. It is. Uh, it's right around 8%. Yeah, I can see the sign from here up uh, behind the taps there. It's 8.2, but it does not taste 8.2. Yeah, it's, it's uh, flavorful, yeah. but not like. It's a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Baz has gotten a very good one skill he's developed is hiding alcohol in beers. And <laughs> That's awesome. It's it's well hidden in this one for sure. That's one of my favorite things about beer when you're just like, man, this is so good. Da, da, da. And then it's like, dude, it's like 12. Are you kidding me? What? Yeah. What it's happened? like, I don't know how they do it, how you guys pull it off. But um, this is a super flavorful beer. It's tons of hops. It's really well balanced. It, it, the, uh, the one word that I keep coming back to here is just balance. You get the hops, you get the malt, you get the the balance to it, the sweetness, the the alcohol is not over the top. It's just all really well balanced. It's got a great yeah. nose to it. It's 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 really tasty. And a lot of what we try to do is it 
each beer is a little bit of a journey. So it's, you know, not to sound too abstract, but there's a lot of thought process in the whole hop edition, the malt, uh, everything. So it's, you know, each sip is slightly different as you're drinking it. I like to say this one's like a hop hard candy. I, I feel okay. like I feel nice. like balance is the theme. Like it just like you said, Steve. It just keeps coming right back to it. And even though like I'm not a fan of the double IPAs, like I can see where you guys are saying like with the balance because it's not overpowering. It's not too too crazy. Like it's not my style that I would go after. But like you said, it's just it, everything feels clean. Everything feels refined. Everything feels like you have mastered that beer. Like every beer that I'm having here, I feel I taste the 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 tender loving care that you put into it. I I feel that just sitting here, in in the the area that you've built, and it's fantastic. Fantastic. At, at the risk of sounding insulting, it doesn't drink like a double IPA. It doesn't have yeah. that syrupy feel. It doesn't have the hotness. Right. It, but it's you know I don't want you to think like man I made a double IPA. I wanted to taste a double IPA. But it doesn't drink like a double IPA. Come no. back next Wednesday. Is that when you're hitting it? <laughs> now, I really like the flavor on this. And especially, like, I feel like a lot of breweries sometimes miss on a double where it just comes through way too malty. But this thing is really well balanced. And I love that mosaic the way it comes through. Yeah, it's one of my favorite hops. Yeah. Yeah, that's too. mine, too. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So if, if, you can, if you can even do that now... Where do you see yourself in like 10 years? What do, you, what do you hope for this place? I would say this place just still rocking and rolling and here right here in the middle of Montgomery County, just you know, doing our thing in Skipback Village and, and hooting and hollering and such and having a good time, <laughs> which is what we came here to do, really. I mean, we, we, we try to throw a party every weekend, Wednesday to Sunday, that we're here and open. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, but looking forward, if I had the crystal ball it, probably have an outpost or two you know follow that route as well that Mm -hmm. way we can kind of spread our reach uh, a bit and you know the beer just ever developing and ever changing and and this guy just uh, pouring his brain right into it which he's been doing so far it's only been a year and change and it's i gotta say it's impressive to watch this guy work it's it's unbelievable that's awesome thanks kev (laughs) so you guys think you for sure have um have gotten better have gotten more consistent things like that as uh as you've continued to uh, to brew and get more experience on on a system like this, yeah, uh, there, there's certainly a learning curve with any kind of new system or new uh, you know size or whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's each like we said before, it's you know putting something that's you know in your head on paper and then actually doing it, and that has quickly become a, a very you know predict, you know predictable thing. He's being modest and saying he knows that equipment better than he knows the back of his hands. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, guys, I'm, I can't tell you enough how proud I am of what you guys are doing here. Same, same. Fantastic. It's amazing Fantastic. what you guys are doing. The beer is incredible. The space is incredible. I'm actually ashamed that this is my first time here. Nah, but I'm going to make sure that we come back. Anybody that's listening should definitely come back. Uh, you know, check this place out. Uh, right on the corner of 113 and 73, pretty much, um, which I worked right down the street back in the day, so um, I know the area well. But guys, keep up the good work. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank Basil. you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You keep up the good work. Man. <laughs> I appreciate that, Kev. Thanks. 
Guys, if you took the time to listen to us, please know we really appreciate you. Make sure you check out patreon.com slash MBN Network. Consider subscribing. You get an extra half hour of content on all the shows, as well as monthly giveaways. Um, what else do we got to do? MBNnetwork.com. Check out all the podcasts. Uh, Relatable Radio is kind of weak, but the other shows are very good. I'm just making fun of Jackie because she's here. But guys, check out Brothers Kirshner, Skip Back Pennsylvania. Thank you for listening to the show. We got another half hour coming up here in just a second. Patreon.com slash MBN Network. Yo, and if you can't get out of here to skip back, go to Lambs, go to Exton Beverage. Where else are you guys at? Bottle Room. Bottle Room down in town. We got Estrella. We're, we just put a post out today. Listen, all the bars that currently running our beer through their nice. lines. Get this beer. Get it now. So BrothersKirshner.com, the website? BrothersKirshner.com. Just Google it. You'll get all the information you need. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time.